everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we want to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. This is very exciting. And we have a special treat for you today. We are talking about the recent Walton's Thanksgiving special, a Walton's Thanksgiving. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. Michelle's here. Hey, everyone. And we have special guest with us. Terry Lima is here and she is our Walton's expert joining us. Thank you so much. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. So this is your first time on the podcast. Why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Well, let's see. Uh, How do I make myself interesting? So you're a big TV fan, would you say? I would say that, yes. Yes. And big Hallmark fan? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. When did you start watching Hallmark movies? Oh, yeah. Well, I started basically as a kid because they used to give on like the regular networks like CBS, like the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame movies. Mm-hmm. And then they expanded to make all those fantasy and period pieces, which I love. So mm-hmm. I think- Yeah, that was a fun era for Hallmark, like 2006 Absolutely. to 2009, yeah. where they were made. Cause uh, they had, at that time, they actually had Star Trek on Hallmark channel. And so- Absolutely. That- <laughs> I was trying to remember when the Hallmark channel uh, started and when I actually got it but yeah, yeah. so basically at the beginning yeah before so they, a sort of shift change yeah in the movies because they only had like one or two Christmas movies back then like absolutely very few. if that yeah if that yeah. and then the, then they had the Christmas card which really hit was a big hit and then it kind of expanded after that yeah. <laughs> so I think I became a mega fan after watching um because I was sick. I had uh, like a, a mini operation. So I was laying up in bed and I watched that. I think it was, um, oh, what is the name of the movie? The Seeking Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Claus. Oh, I've never seen um, that one. It's yeah. Single Santa I, Seeking that's it. Claus yeah, so, or yeah, something like that. Santa. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't, I, the name escapes me now, but yeah, I became like a super fan. Yeah. That and I started to watch the Love Comes Softly mm, movies because I love yeah. the books. That was an early favorite of mine as well. The yeah. Love Comes Softly series. I got them uh, one year for Christmas on DVD yeah. and uh, the whole set. And, and I, I really enjoyed those. Uh, have you ever seen those, uh, Michelle? The Love Comes Softly? Yeah, yeah. I love the first couple of those, mis- yeah. those movies. Um, this, the first one especially. Yeah. Um, that was probably one of the first like Hallmark movies that I watched like consciously. I think I'd watched mm-hmm. a couple not really realizing that they were they were Hallmark. Um, mm-hmm. um like I explained they're on all different networks here. So it's hard to kind of tell what's right. actually from Hallmark and what's just like a regular acquisition or or, or you know, just kind of uh whether it's up TV or lifetime or whatever. Um and it wasn't really until all of my favorite TV stars started popping up in Hallmark movies, but I was like, okay, that's an actual like thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved the Love Comes Softly movie. Um, it started to sort of go downhill a little bit, so I never actually finished them. So yeah, I think I've seen the first maybe three or four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just kept going for a while. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> I think there's nine, isn't there? Or eight? Like, I, there's something like that, because there's two prequels yeah. and then... A West miniseries, Brown, a Christmas miniseries. Yeah. Uh, that has Natalie Hall in it. There, oh, is she in that one? West Brown. Yeah, she's in a prequel. Uh, what is it? Let me look that up real quick. The prequel, <laughs> it's a it's a two-parter, it's a miniseries. It was the last miniseries Hallmark mm-hmm. did on their channel. 
Yeah. Isn't it? I know it's also yeah. stars Greg Vaughn. <laughs> She's a character. <laughs> she plays a, a daughter that was never introduced in any of the movies prior to that. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> She's in. The, she's a daughter in the books, but never in the in the movies. Yeah, and I think Greg Vaughn plays one of the sons. Oh okay. my gosh, my phone is so slow. Let me find this. It is <laughs> love comes. To, no, it's Christmas something. I think this yeah. might have been her first Hallmark movie. I I it's I I thought the West Brown was in that, but he's in one of those prequels. No, anyway. it's loves Christmas journey. Yeah, That's it. yeah loves yeah. Christmas journey, and that was done in twenty. 20- <laughs> 11 i just looked it up west brown's in the prequels yes yeah um which match nothing of love comes softly (laughs) yeah which matches nothing in the timeline of the first movie but Mm -hmm. anyway (laughs) um so so uh we wanted to have you on terry because you know your stuff when it comes to the waltons michelle and i we are new to this franchise uh, and uh, they've had two two movies now on CW, one last year, one this year. And yeah. Michelle and I, we loved we loved the one last year again, coming in as newcomers, and then we loved this one as well. Uh, and uh, but you've been a fan for a long time, correct? Yes, of the Waltons. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the show. And uh, I know there's been they have like Waltons Thanksgiving movies. Yes, this would be the third one. Like tradition, okay. So tell us a little bit about it, what the appeal is, what you like about the show. Well, um, I think what I like about the show is, first of all, is that it's very Mm family-centric. And it, it, when I was a kid and I started watching it, it kind of reminded me of Little House on the Prairie because it was a period setting, but a different time. And I just related so much more to the characters because- it just felt like more realistic than anything we had seen before. Um, yeah. And I, I like the family shows like that. I like shows like that and like Dr. Quinn, medicine woman and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. uh, boy, the Watson's history is kind of, uh, is kind of long. It, it really Earl hammer. He wrote Spencer's mountain in um, I think it was, 1960 something I think 61 and that was such a hit that they made the movie Spencer's um, Mountain in 1963 and when he wrote the sequel he The Homecoming he adapted that into a screenplay and he had to change all the names because the movie existed so it became the Waltons became John Boy and all the stuff the original Homecoming movie came out I think in um 71 and it was such a mega hit that cbs immediately greenlit it for the next year and it was on for nine seasons a pretty long run pretty long run of 20 like four 26 episodes seasons Mm -hmm. so it is a very long run Mm -hmm. but by the end of its run uh, all a lot of the cast members had departed and the controversial John Boy number two when he was recast. <laughs> so, and at the uh, end of every episode, they do the goodbyes, right? They do the goodbye, yeah. And Earl Hammer, night. yeah, the good night. I'm sorry, Earl Hammer narrated every single episode and all the movies. Okay, but the Waltons kind of got revived in 1982 after the cancellation. They did the three TV movies, but this time on NBC. 
And mm. um, it just, the time had passed, I think, around that point. And then they came back in the 90s with the reunion movies. And that was- Yeah, there were like seven it. of them, right? A lot. I, yeah, seven total. There's yeah. the original Homecoming, and I think the three in 1982, and then three more in the 90s. And one of them was also a Thanksgiving movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Well, I had heard it, or obviously heard about them, but I'm, you know, I'm more of a movie person than a TV person. Yeah. So there's a lot of shows that I haven't seen, but, uh, but I, uh, I watched this one because, you know, I was watching all the Christmas movies, uh, last year. And yeah. I, even though I, and I really enjoyed it, I thought it was very well cast and, and, uh, very well done. And I know you, you agree, uh, Michelle about that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I was just so sort of fascinated by the idea that it was on the CW. Mm-hmm. Um, the CW yes. had sort of become a bit of a superhero network and, you know, appealed to, you know, such a like young sort of in their 20s type of audience, even though I'm well past my 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's sort of that was sort of the, the target audience. And so for them it do a Walton's TV movie, the fact that they don't even do two TV movies. So the fact that their first t- sort of TV movie that I remember since watching sort of the CW um, is a Walton's movie was just so fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and obviously we were all watching all of the Christmas movies. It's sort of become like a, like a challenge at this point. <laughs> like who can watch the Absolutely. most? Absolutely. It's always, it's always, Rachel, <laughs> always managed to watch the most. And also it, like Terry said, it just, it's so reminiscent of watching things like Dr. Quinn and, Little House on the Prairie and, and those kind of shows um, when I was younger and there's just not shows like this other than on Hallmark Channel um, they've sort of cornered the market and, and Netflix has tried to sort of come in and do more sort of wholesome sort of shows um, but with modern settings so there isn't really anything sort of like When Calls the Heart on TV, there's just when comes the heart. There isn't anything to really compete, and even when they sort of try to do the spin-off, you know, we only got one season of that. So I just remember watching this and thinking, it's strange. Well, it's strange that it's on the CW. I, I really, really don't understand why it's not become a series, like an ongoing series, as opposed to you know two TV movies. I really just think. If it found the right network, I don't know that the CW, especially since everything that has happened in the last year with the CW, I mean, I think I'm just really, I haven't even watched any of the new CW shows. I've kind of watched maybe one or two episodes and then I've sort of stepped away from them because it feels like nothing is safe on the CW. So yeah, yeah I'm just sort of waiting to see what happens there, but I would just love for this cast and the creators to sort of find a home for for this and to just turn it into like a I would take even just like a 10 episode season of this show because I think it's really special we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the Hallmarkies merch store are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable hardy or hallmarky in your life what about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. 
Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies. I agree. I think that they could definitely uh, be big time competition for When Calls the Heart. And I, 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 as far as audience, uh, I think they could be a big competition and I could really see someplace like BYU TV or, or, uh, uh, even Hallmark drama or someplace like that, like picking up uh, Hallmark drama just aired the movie from last year. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Uh, so. because I, I just think it's so well cast and it just feels so refreshing to have just this loving family show that, uh, that I think, yeah, we do have some family shows, but most of them are comedies like the Goldbergs or, or, um, the, uh, what's it called that, um, the, uh, the, um, Roseanne show, again, the spinoff Connors, the Connors, you know, have family shows like that, but nothing like as warm hearted as this. I feel like ever since parenthood finished, there's been nothing mm. to, to sort of take that place. Yeah. Um, and it feels like there wasn't really much uh, prior to that. Um, and I think even with like when calls the heart and you know I, I enjoy that show. I've only watched the first the first couple of seasons of that show, but a big part of it was obviously the main character sort of finding love and and sort of the ongoing sort of romances that she sort of finds. And there was a whole love triangle, I, might, I believe. And oh. so it's it's nice to <laughs> roll his eyes. Um, <laughs> watch a show where like the central relationship is solid. And it's established and oh, yeah. you, you believe it and there's no sort of will they won't they yeah you know yeah you that's have sort great of your, in that yeah. you have your sort of matriarchs and they sort of i always call them that the coach and tammy of the sort of the friday night rights sort of that's mm, a yeah. relationship that you never worried about yeah and it's nice to watch a show when when they have that and they do it right um and i think that is definitely a huge part of yeah. why i really like this these two tv movies well, it's they just, don't have to rely on those tropes, the romance yeah. tropes. Well, and it's just oddly refreshing to have something that's so old fashioned. Yes, you know that uh, that and we need more of that. Uh, and only thing that's like that on here is like murder mysteries. You know, like Miss Fisher and oh. you know, sort of these sort of like murder she wrote type shows. There's mm. so many like over here um those are kind of the only sort of old-timey shows that we really have um they sort yeah, of are like oh i love miss fisher though yeah yeah but there's nothing love. really like this anymore it feels like it's such a uh an outdated sort of thing and yeah i really wish that someone took a shot and, mm. and really sort of poured some money into this yeah so the the one last year was a christmas movie an all-out Christmas movie or this one's Thanksgiving movie. Uh, and the whole idea was uh, you have uh, John Sr. trying to get home, Richard Thomas, and, for Christmas. And the storm comes and then John Boy tries to find his father. He's also trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life, uh, whether he wants to be a writer uh, and, uh, and a couple other little stories thrown in there. But, uh, but I, I just, I thought the whole cast really felt like family. It was just very endearing. And I thought it was a pretty good story. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, uh, for It's this. very much like the original Homecoming. Yeah. The original and, movie that's out. Yeah. 
because I think they did it for the 40th anniversary. They remade it of the of the Waltons, mm. and but the cast was good. I I enjoyed the Christmas movie to a point mm-hmm. last year. I I didn't feel like the world felt as real as it did in this newer movie, mm-hmm. and that might have been due to COVID mm. and filming and all that. Mm. Yeah, I know you weren't as big a fan as Michelle and I were of it being, yeah, a, but I did like it. Being a, a huge fan, do you think that kind of influenced seeing these new actors and other things like that, or just? Uh, no, I, I don't think it did because out of all those shows, I think that this is primed for a successful remake. Mm-hmm. Unlike it's so hard to do Little House on the Prairie, but I think mm-hmm. it's it's easier to do. The Waltons, it's a bit more contemporary, a little bit more modern, and there's more kids to go around, the structures there. And, right. I, you know, I, I did like the movie last year, but I just felt it wasn't completely there. And I could not get over how they omitted Ben, <laughs> which they rectified in this movie, but it really was like, oh my gosh, he's the redheaded stepchild they didn't invite to the party. Mm-hmm. that's how yeah. I felt last year. I heard a lot yeah. of people say that and of course yeah. I didn't clearly. know it well enough yeah. to to know uh, to know yeah. that but they clearly uh, heard that <laughs> <laughs> yes uh so now we have this uh new movie and I was just so glad that they made a new movie because I just I didn't know if people paid attention to the one last time except for me and Michelle <laughs> it was I was surprised I was surprised. I just, I, I was so surprised it didn't give on CBS and it was on the CW and I was like, nobody who watches the CW is yeah. going to watch that movie. Yeah. And then now the new owners tell us only 50 year olds watch the CW. And I was like, I don't believe that either. But yeah. Well, in this one, we have the Walton family enthusiastically prepares for the annual Harvest Festival Fair on Walton's Mountain in 1934, but a young boy's arrival dramatically changes their lives. So, Terry, what did you overall think of this one? I actually really liked this one. This felt like a mishmash of a whole bunch of episodes of the original series, but it felt very in spirit to the characters and even the original novel and the world felt so much it felt more real it was much more realistic everybody just gelled and it was fun there was no mini dramas but not really but it was just overall kind of like a fun grateful sort of family where we don't see such huge drama between the siblings or anything it's just like normal normal life Mm -hmm. basically yeah this is like good people good people movie like this is just like such a warm endearing and I could see some people calling it maudlin or 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 too much but I I would disagree I think that uh, this was very well done and again I feel like the casting is so strong and particularly I I think this is my favorite I've ever seen Teddy Sears I think he is so good as John Sr. Uh, I yeah. really, really liked him. And I think him and uh, Bellamy Young as Olivia have nice, really nice chemistry, just so warm and lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Michelle, what feels you... so real? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Michelle, what did you think overall of this one? Um, I mean, I was a little nervous because I knew that they had recast John Sr. as Ben Lawson that played him in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
then when I actually thought about it, I was like, well, the Christmas movie, the whole they were separated pretty much the entire movie. <laughs> you know, it was him trying to get home. So it's not like they had this amazing chemistry that I was attached to or anything like that. And I do like Teddy Sears. I mean, you know, he's such a, yeah. a big part of you know Hallmark with the Evergreen movies and, and things like that. So, um, and I also liked in this movie that they took the focus a little bit away from John Boy and his sort of romances. It was still there, but it wasn't as, you know, predominant and they sort of give a little bit of the attention to the younger kids and, and Jim Bob and, and Elizabeth particularly. So it was nice that they sort of evened it out a little bit and gave, it's a miracle that they were ever able to give all the kids as much attention as they did in like 120 minutes. Mm, yeah. um, I feel like they did a really good job with balancing that. Um, I would have liked there to be a little bit more with <clears throat> with Olivia and, and John Senior um, and Grandma and Grandpa, but I do like that they did sort of focus on all of the kids throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they did spread it around about as well as you could. And uh, they they have this harvest fair uh, coming and uh, you've got each of the kids kind of being involved in different ways. Uh, you have, and then you have the, the mom uh, that she is going to be the judge of the pie contest. And that creates conflict because grandma is going to be entering and is she going to be able to be fair? And, and then the grandma puts a moonshine in her pecan pie. And this did really remind me of, I don't know if you have, if any of you have seen the, uh, the, the movie, um, state fair, uh, there's like, there's like three or four different versions of it, but the, the mom in that, uh, puts booze in her pie and that's, how she yes. <laughs> which is, here. that is actually an opposite of like the, the original series. They, they were much more accepting of the recipe, you know, um, in the original show, Olivia and grandma were like, we do not touch alcohol. Mm-hmm. And the Baldwin sisters actually don't even know it's alcohol. <laughs> oh, really? They just think it's a drink that their father, who was a judge, made when they were young. But he was bootlegging moonshine. And they, and the Baldwins are not as childlike and naive as they were portrayed in the in the show. But yeah, uh-huh. the, the gag of the show was they never knew it was alcohol. Oh, that's funny. I did. <laughs> yeah it's the Here they al- clearly know <laughs> yeah it's the alternative beverage category <laughs> <laughs> which is really cute uh and then we have mary ellen and jason playing uh, entering the talent show and they're doing a, a um by and by they're singing the gospel song and he keeps messing up on the banjo and she gets really frustrated with him and uh, I thought that was actually a, a pretty sweet little dynamic because, you know, she's getting frustrated and, and then she eventually apologizes and he, he makes her do all his chores <laughs> in return for, for being, uh, for getting upset. And that just seemed like a very classic sibling dynamic to me. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I think they had sort of, I don't know if it feels like maybe the cast sort of became became really good friends because it feels like a lot of the sort of banter and it just felt a lot more natural in this one. Um, and you could tell, maybe like Terry said, it was, you know, COVID and they're a little bit more 
um, just feels a little bit more uh, comfortable in this one. Yeah, that's um, the word. Which added, you know, a lot to these scenes. Um, and I thought they had a really good dynamic as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've mentioned it before uh, on uh, the podcast, but stories about siblings really always get to me. Uh, that's a, a very easy way to kind of win over uh maybe just because I'm from a big family. And so I, I can connect with that well. But uh, but what do you think, Terry, about Mary Ellen and Jason? I thought their dynamic was great. I mean, the it's like, it's the truest form of, 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 of siblings fighting with each other and, you know, making, do, that's what we used to do when we were kids. I'd make my sister do my chores. Uh, <laughs> she never did them though. So. I was going to say my siblings would never do <laughs> Like she goes, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Never did it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, um, well, I was, he had a beautiful was, voice. So I was really the only one in my family that was extroverted except for my dad. Uh, they, they were all more on the introverted side. And so, uh, they, I'm more likely to be Mary Ellen <laughs> and be like kind of frustrated and loud and wanting to perform. And that was more me than, uh, than, than Jason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would, would have been my siblings, but uh, we get introduced pretty early on to this kid, Red. Uh, he's, well, in, he's introduced to us uh, as Red at the beginning, and and uh, he's being uh, abused terribly by this other by this man who's his ends up being his in front of us his foster father, and uh, they're working at the carnival, and I mean he flat out kicks him, which oh, was yeah. kind of shocking. Mm -hmm. yeah. that rang, rang to me so true to the show as well because they would they didn't cover them as ten, intensely as Little House on the Prairie which scarred me as a child but they would cover these issues of of uh, men beating their wives and their children and they would mm -hmm. do it in a way that was as as family friendly and not sensational as they could but this yeah. rang true to me that they would write a story into this because the Waltons were always very much there for the community. Yeah. And if one person was in trouble, they would help. Well, that's the thing is people will talk about, oh, this so-and-so show is, is woke and whatever. And I'm like, and they're like, they, and people say, oh, shows, old shows weren't like that. And I'm like, uh, no, they totally oh, were. They were. I mean, if you they watched were. Little House on the Prairie, they had tons of socially relevant Absolutely. issues shows oh yeah I, that were pretty, they dealt with some major yeah. things i mean rape and oh yeah and all that oh, so. um the, the um they had a whole long plot line with um i can't think of his name um whole storyline with todd bridges on lit Us on the prairie yeah and uh, that was pretty intense and so yeah that's that's people remember things wrong <laughs> they do they don't remember it was intense i mean yeah yeah what did michelle what did you think about this sort of plot line with red um yeah i was sort of surprised that they sort of went there but were able to sort of do it to a point where you know it was still they didn't you know cross their sort of rating or whatever it was they were mm -hmm. their sort of family rating that they were going for um, and I thought that the conversation um, with the grandpa was was excellent, where he says, you know, 
it happened, but you know, nothing good came from it happening. Um, I thought that was such a such an interesting conversation and yeah. that really highlights the conversations that you do have with, with your grandparents, you know, whether it's, you know, me talking to my grandparents about the war or, you know, things like that, you know, it was it was sort of a nice, you know, conversation between, you know, people from different generations and how things are different, but the issues sort of still remain the same. Yeah, that was a really good scene. You're right. And with um Jim Bob and grandpa. And he says, uh, I could, we, I found I could get our point across to our children in gentler ways. Mm-hmm. Very, very sweet. And the whole thing just made the ending pay off so well. Uh, when he, when you see red there at the door, all beaten up and it just, and then he's just so loved and you, you get the feeling that he's never been loved ever in his life before. And there's just, I thought it, I might watch this twice now. <laughs> And right now in my life to, to watch it <laughs> twice is, is, is hard because I'm so busy. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the good folks at Baker Publishing Group. Looking for the perfect gift for the romantic book lover in your life? These contemporary romance novels will woo their way into your hearts. First, we have To Win a Prince by Tony Shiloh. Fashion aficionado Iris Blakely dreams of using her talent to start a business to help citizens in impoverished areas. But when she discovers that Econ Dilo will be her business consultant, the battle between her desires and reality begins. Can she keep her heart and business intact despite the challenges she faces? Have to read to find out. Next up, All That It Takes by Nicole Deese. After moving cross-country with her son and accepting a filmmaker's mentorship, Val Locklear is caught between her insecurities and new possibilities. Miles McKenzie returns home to find a new tenant is living upstairs, and he's been banished to a ministry on life support. As sparks fly, they discover that authentic love and sacrifice must go hand in hand. Pretty Little Spaces by Carmen Schober is sure to please. Georgina Havoc's dream of a happily ever after falls apart when her boyfriend blindsides her with a pause. She is determined to pick up the pieces of her previously perfect life, but with the reappearance of her troubled twin sister, plus the presence of a ruggedly handsome ex-sniper, she's left facing not only her shattered future, but also her past. Looking for Leroy by Melody Carlson, Brianna Phillips is ready to give up on love, but when her fellow teacher invites her on a trip through Sonoma wine country, she's reminded of her first crush, whose family owned a vineyard there. Is there any chance she can find him? And one last chance for love? Next up, The Sweet Life by Suzanne Woods Fisher, jilted by her fiance, Don Dixon, escapes to beautiful Cape Cod on a groomless honeymoon with her mother. But she didn't expect her mom to risk everything on a whim to move there permanently and buy a rundown ice cream shop in need of repair. Of course, in order to make their new life work, they'll also need her ex's help. Finally, The Last Way Home by Liz Johnson, a disgraced former NHL player and a local artist are thrown together when her pottery studio burns to the ground on the day he returns to Prince Edward Island. But as they work together to rebuild, their secrets will come out, putting even their hearts on the line. So head over to bakerbookhouse.com slash featured slash Hallmarkies to pick up one of these great books and use code Hallmarkies40 for 40% off these titles from November 14th to December 12th. That's bakerbookhouse.com slash featured slash Hallmarkies 
and use code HOMEWORKIES40 for 40% off. Thought that was so moving. And just to see like a mother, mother, this, this boy that's literally got bruises all over his face. Mm-hmm. Was really I was surprised touching. they went so far with the amount of violence that they portrayed on his face. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I did not expect to see blood and cuts and bruising the way that they actually showed it. And mm-hmm. yeah, this kid, Ryan, Ryan Newman, who plays Red slash Ben, like, it looks like this is his first thing he's ever done. Yeah. And like, it was great. Yeah. What pressure he sort of take on a role mm-hmm. like, um, and, and sort of a show like The Waltons that has such a, you know, rich history. Yeah, I I thought it was very moving. And it, it makes sense, though, if, if he's willing to kick his son in public where other people can see him, then you can only imagine what he would do in private. Jim Boy, he is in this love triangle. <laughs> they had to throw one of those in <laughs> between getting letters very... from Maggie uh, and, uh, and, then, and then he's flirting and having fun with Edith. Yeah, very true to the John Boy character. Oh, really? Because he was okay. a chick magnet. Yeah. He had so many girlfriends <laughs> oh, really? in the original show. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have so. Aaron, who is preparing monologue from Romeo and Juliet. And uh, I felt like this was the one that was the least served, is this story, is Aaron as a character in this one. Could have gotten yeah. more. Her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. It's there's not enough time. I know. Yeah. yeah. And Erin is my favorite from the original series. Oh, really? She's my favorite character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was always one. Like here, she wants to be a, an actress or a director, but she was always one struggling to find what she was good at. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like because she was the middle child syndrome. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, she she tries to do the uh, monologue but then she gets too nervous to stage fright uh to do it uh but uh they still they offer her to to direct she's found the found her her, her calling. calling yeah she's <laughs> cute um and then i i just thought it was funny that the grandma put the moonshine like directly like pouring it she didn't even like dilute it at all or thicken it or put it in with the, with the pecan pie filling. Now she's literally just like spooning. <laughs> she added more in. <laughs> yeah. Because well, probably the, just the escalation of it, of like yeah. pouring it in isn't enough. You have to like funnel a little hole in just to make sure it goes all yeah. the way through. <laughs> like it's a really thin pie to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the guy at the talent show says that uh, that one has quite a tang to it. <laughs> He's going to be sleeping for days. Moonshine's yeah. powerful. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's Charlie who shaved his hair. And, uh, and one lady's like, perhaps you should put the hat back on. I understand <laughs> that it's considered polite uh, for men to have their hats off. <laughs> but, I think uh, he's supposed to be the Yancey character from the original show. Uh-huh. He was uh, one of those characters that were forever bachelors. Okay. And lived with his animals in the home and just a total train wreck. <laughs> Good hearted train wreck. Yes. <laughs> and then we have Elizabeth. She plays in the fishing game. She first she wins a necklace, which seems like a pretty good prize for for a num for a basic level prize. Mm-hmm. And 
Uh, and then she, but she really wants the, uh, the bunny cause she wants a bunny as a pet. And they're like, no. And, uh, and so the, so red, he gives her the, the prize, even though it didn't actually say three on the, on the, on the duck. And this guy gets super mad at him about it. And he says, I was just trying to boost business. And people might think, oh, I could actually win, which is like solid. Mm-hmm. Totally. reasoning for those yeah. games are always rigged though yeah yeah that's why i never play them <laughs> yeah i know they're rigged mm-hmm. and uh then the uh, he gets beaten again and uh then uh if we maggie shows up at the at the fair with uh his her college quote-unquote friend <laughs> and so i start to get some uh jealousy but john boy does a pretty good job of like trying to take care of elizabeth because they even have like a safe spot if they get separated uh for a teenager i think he does a pretty good job absolutely mm-hmm. yeah and I mean, he's got so many siblings to look after so <laughs> yeah yeah it was interesting to sort of see um olivia sort of hammer home that he's got all this responsibility just because he's the oldest and mm-hmm. how unfair that is that his responsibility is to sort of take care of everyone and this sort of fanciful dream of being a writer or you know being a storyteller just this sort of a pie in the sky sort of thing for him mm-hmm. um and that, that the reality of that might just be unattainable for him because he has all of this responsibility and how unfair that is mm-hmm. um I thought they did a really good job with that um, and I feel like you do a really good job with also giving them sort of this love triangle and, and them being sort of a little bit scatterbrained, but mm-hmm. ultimately, like, he's such a kind-hearted person, um, and you never sort of lose that, even when he's sort of put through these kind of challenges. Well, and the parents, at least, they recognize that he is hard on himself, and so they say, oh, you know, don't, don't give him anything, and he's, he's, feeling bad enough as it is they they they're definitely concerned about him and what he's going to do and the fact that he's 17 and got all this love interest and stuff uh so they they're not like overbearing i don't think but uh but they do ask him to take care of elizabeth at this um uh, at this fair because she's yeah judging i have to say and- this this fair is like all of the fall i wanted from hallmark this season <laughs> Mm-hmm. oh yeah like we've gotten not we've gotten no fall whatsoever from hallmark this season i think it was maybe one movie um where we've got like a couple little couple of tiny bits but yeah the amount of fall decorations and just the whole entire mm-hmm. festival itself was like yeah we could have we could have done with this on hallmark this yeah because he's also the only one that's not like actively participating in the fair i think that's why he is assigned to take care of elizabeth because everybody else is yeah, in the talent show thing. or is judging i don't know what the, what the dad is doing at the fair i forget I he's just like overseeing everything yeah so. <laughs> he's trying to wrangle them all <laughs> yeah but i i do think he does a pretty good job of like i said he sets a, a space where they can meet if they get separated so he tries and uh but then uh she after uh she he gets distracted by maggie and edith and uh, Elizabeth runs after this bunny because uh, she's won her bunny and she wants a real bunny. She runs <sighs> after it into the forest and she gets 
she trips, she skins her knee, she gets scared. And uh, yeah, I thought that a little girl who plays Elizabeth did a good job. This part yeah. didn't fully work for me though, because I thought she was, and this is not the fault of the actress because she's older, she's older than what she's playing Elizabeth to be. Because okay. I think Elizabeth is supposed to be six. Oh, okay. And I just thought she, she was a little too old to be running off like that. Mm. But it's forgivable. It's not, you know, a major, I'm not going to shut that movie off and say never again, you know. Uh -huh. but I did think she just looked a little too old to be running off. Uh, it's surprising that she got so like spooked that she wouldn't just leave the forest since she just entered the forest. But, but you, you know, she's little. You would so think she would know fun. that place. That's like her backyard. You think she yeah. knew it by heart. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this, Michelle? Um, yeah, I, I thought it was, you know, it was sort of set up from the beginning that she was going to wander off. They said, you know, they were hammering home, you know, don't lose sight of her. And I was like, oh, God, she's going to wander off. And, you know, it's relatable. She was running off for a cute animal. <laughs> like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, so then red goes after her and finds and finds her and helps her and uh, that was very very sweet and just the, everybody's so happy when they found her i mean because what what parent hasn't had that happen where a kid wanders off and you can't find them for a second oh, and yeah. you get scared like i i feel like that's any caregiver of child has faced that from time to time absolutely and i think red went after her because Elizabeth and Jim Bob were probably the, the kindest people he's met in a long time where they were talking to him, they were getting to know him. And mm -hmm. I think he just felt a connection because of the kindness there because he doesn't get kindness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so John Sr., because the man starts to beat Red again after because he left his station. And John Sr. says, you hurt him again and I'll make sure it is my business. That's good. That's a good moment. Yeah. And uh, and then he says to Red, he says, what you did was brave and kind-hearted. If he ever hurts you again, my name is John Walton and I'll take care of it. And that is like a kick butt moment. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's very much it, it, John Walton, like the character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's, I, he's not above fighting, but he's like, always find a way and the original show it was like he wasn't like fond of fighting he was like always find a different way to but if you have to defend yourself or anyone else be prepared to do it but always be also prepared to find another way so i felt this was very much in character with mm -hmm. what was in the original series yeah ho 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 we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast especially at christmas do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. 
As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. And then John Boy, he is just feeling so bad. He says, nothing like this will happen again. And then his dad says, taking responsibility for mistakes, that's a sign of strength. So it was very good. Uh, and I mean, they, you just love these parents so much. <laughs> they're so they're so good. Yeah. yeah. They're so understanding. Well, you kind of want them as your own parents. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you really do. Because you don't think of your parents that, uh, that way, that understanding. <laughs> you think of and, them like, you know. Uh, and then, uh, and then the, later that night, Red comes, like I said, and uh, he says, I don't have anywhere else to go. And he says, everyone knows where to find the Waltons. And he'd walked six miles to find them, which was just so sweet. Ugh. And uh, and then uh, and then John Sr. says, this will not stand. I will see to it. And I think that everybody has that person in their life, hopefully, that is your kind of hero the person that you love unconditionally. <laughs> and I hope everybody does at least. And for me, that was definitely my grandfather, uh, my, my mom's dad, who was just the most loving, kind person. And I think he's, he, the, he, he's who I think of when I see the John senior here. Yeah. So he's so good. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know that because we, we didn't really get that much time with um, the previous actor with the family um, mm-hmm. but I just thought Terry did such a good job of selling this and selling that sort of authority um, mm-hmm. where you actually you believe him you know yeah. it's it's not an empty threat when mm-hmm. he says those words yeah yeah and I mean a lot of people might say oh this is like unrealistic or whatever but I don't think so I mean there's a lot of really wonderful thriving families in the world and not that they're perfect and that these people aren't perfect but that have a, you know, loving, caring mother and a father who's trying to do the right thing. And, you know, kids who are, I I don't feel like that's like crazy talk. No, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and he's red says when he's drunk, he hits me. And, uh, and then she's just so like loving to red Mm -hmm. that it's, it's very sweet. And, uh, and, uh, the, you know, you think of some of these things that happen, these, some of these, and you just think if somebody had been the, you just think the power of, of a mother's love and a father's love too, but just that, that care and that selflessness is just a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, the, this is like the part of the movie that I was so concerned because obviously I know the Waltons and I mm-hmm. know sort of that the sort of the mom and the dad and John Boy and all of these things that have become such a huge part of pop culture even if you haven't watched the show but I don't know the names of like all the siblings so I didn't know about Ben um Mm -hmm. and so I was just like watching this going oh my god if they don't like keep him I'm going to be so sad (laughs) like I had no idea I I had no like like knowledge or like yeah I think that's sort of where that worked in my favor because I was so invested (laughs) 
Yeah. The the minute he, she sees him, you know, it's, it's over. Yeah. It's gone. He's there. He's going to yeah, be part of it. completely falls in love. Yeah. And then he helps do the chores and he, you know, shares his story with the family and that his name is Ben. And he says the Waltons gave him the first example of family he'd ever, ever experienced. And uh, then Abner's charged with child abuse. And uh, they say, our daddy always did the right thing. And that's just lovely. It's great. It was lovely. It was such a great payoff too. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one thing about our family is we have each other's backs no matter what. And he's proved himself in that regard. He had Elizabeth's back. So, so sweet. And uh, I feel like he deserves a family to love and support him. So, and then you see the whole family eating Thanksgiving outside, which was probably a COVID thing. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. I also thought it would be cold in Virginia. It would. It would be colder than that. Yeah. And uh, they adopt Ben three months later. He became a Walton and John Boy gets to carve the turkey which is very cute. And, uh, and then you see the good nights at the end with Ben saying good night family. Oh my God. I started sobbing. Like <laughs> my baby was, like the 10 minutes I was just like crying on and off constantly. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> and then when you'd messaged me about doing an episode, I was like, no, we, we, we can find time. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we had so much, uh, content this week, but we just wanted to talk about it because I, I'm an easy cry. I cry at things that aren't even really that sad, but whatever. I just cry um, when watching stuff. And this, when he shows up all bruised and she loves him and you can tell it's the first time that he's ever really been loved by a mother is just, it got me. It got me. And then, yeah, then they adopt him and they're just so loving and so kind. It was well done. It was so well done. Very, very, very good. So I, I think that some people might see this and be like, I don't know anything about the Waltons. I don't, you know, I'd say watch it anyway. You know, I think it'll win you over. It is just oh, absolutely. A, yeah. Yeah. It is very much in the spirit of the original series and the books. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to know, cause I didn't, I didn't know anything. No, you don't. You can jump right in. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they did a great job. And I really hope that somehow they can make a series out of this uh, some way. I know it's problems because CW, but they could put it on HBO Max or something. But it's owned by CBS, I I think Paramount. Oh yeah, Paramount. Yeah, so. Um, It's on interview with the, I think it's the producer, or I'm not sure, I need to look his name up, but he was sort of talking about the journey of making these two movies and did sort of say like, the next movie will be an eastern movie i don't know if that means that oh, yeah. it's green lit and it's happening but he did say that it's all planned out that the next one will be an eastern movie oh yeah well, they might actually have that already like in the contract so yeah hopefully yeah but, yeah will it air on the cv the cw who knows it might air on cbs because they own it well yeah mm-hmm. so there's paramount plus but then the only reason i thought hbo max was just because of warner cw yeah then maybe it might, if whoever, seriously, somebody should, should pick this up because it is very well done. 
but I'm glad at least we got these two movies because I thought they were very heartwarming and endearing and it definitely made me uh want to go back and watch the watch the Waltons (laughs) maybe maybe that's a dedication dedication. (laughs) now that we're finished with uh with Heartland (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is a yeah nine seasons is nothing (laughs) yeah small change like 30 episodes a season (laughs) (laughs) yeah we uh we finished Heartland but anyway thanks so much Terry for coming on and talking with us about this movie because I loved it thank you so much for inviting me it's great to have a pro on on the show and uh and michelle thank you and uh no problem terry where can they follow you on social media uh i'm at uh, flurry heaven on twitter that's just about it it hasn't exploded yet it probably won't so i'll be there (laughs) okay good we survived the twitter apocalypse absolutely uh, 2022 Uh, (laughs) michelle what about you um on twitter at michelle r benson currently hopefully forever (laughs) (laughs) and you can find me at rachel's reviews all over social media and if you are listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews for us we so appreciate it It really helps us a lot to get more listeners so please do that and you can follow us at homeworkies pod and homeworkies podcast all over social media and if you uh, are listening on youtube please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we appreciate that so much we also have our patron group which is a lot of fun a chance to talk about all these different movies and shows and uh, and also we have our watch alongs which are really fun and uh, then we have our merch store, which we should really get some Walton's merch, inspired merch. But we have we have one calls the heart and uh, and postables and uh, anything Hallmark inspired on there, plus lots of festive fun designs. So please take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much, ladies. And uh, should we say good night, family. <laughs> good night, family. Good night. Bye, everyone.